Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is what is this? The Blue Heaven Podcast. You're now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam, my friends. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the stream. I am Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there is a is a fine fellow, and he is a hey. fan of Jim Thank Beam you. products as well. That is Doug McCain. Find him as DMac underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Doug, happy Monday, comrade. Happy Monday to you, partner. Hey, it was more celebratory, Jim being drinking this weekend. Dodgers got their first three-game yeah. sweep. Things are looking up in Dodgerland. We back, baby. We back. It's going to be May, or it is May now, because uh, the calendar turned over, and this is the first time, I guess, we're actually looking at what this team is going to be really about. So, yes, on today's show, we're talking about your Dodgers. We're talking about the weekend Dodgers are back, as I mentioned on Friday. It feels like the the Monday shows are happy and the friday shows were all doom and gloom so they can't play during the week they got a case of the mondays all during the week so we'll talk a little bit about that and of course the big news the kid is coming up gavin stone will be on the bump at dodger stadium on wednesday so that's fun uh it's been a month of the season so we got report cards and a whole lot more there's a giveaway there's a bunch of stuff on this fine monday edition of the blue heaven podcast before we get into the show we got to remind you thank you for the noises dj producer cody um we're a podcast we're on all the spots where podcasts live for free so go there check it out leave a review if you want leave some nice uh, 18 star um ratings helps us out really boosts the stuff and don't forget this is a live stream if uh you want to see us and have us pop into your phones whenever we do go live uh subscribe youtube.com slash dodger nation tv hit the bell leave a like leave a comment all that kind of stuff helps out but as doug likes to say you know this is their show. We're just hosting it. So we want to talk to you guys. Drop it in the comments. If you have any questions about the team, let us know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight on Monday. What do you got on the uh, on the comments side of things there, DMAC? Well, first one I got from our friend Craig Osterberg. Hello, Osterberg. Clint and DMAC from the 310. Legend. And then Joe Mama said, told you, Mr. DMAC and Clint, As Clint Asaurus, they go 3 and oh. Hey, I also predicted a sweep, so we were in agreement on that so yeah it's great to see the dodgers get that sweep and yes joe mama you did call it dkm says astros taught phillies another lesson we've got we got elishiva jones over on youtube that says trash rose we got juice narrow said what up stoner nation <laughs> yes you will be inundated with gavin stone content for the next few days and for good reason we got brian rombo said yo this is my first time from east la if this is your first time at the channel welcome lots of fun here on the dodgers nation youtube channel hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell we get some shout outs for the roku so yeah everyone's right, i'm excited. working on it yeah, we're working on it. Hey, <laughs> Roku, maybe it's a little subliminal, getting a little sponsorship here. DMAC says, hey, DMAC, Clint, 
Is it really time for Gavin Stone? Might be a good launching point. We're going to get into that. Lots of Gavin Stone thoughts on this episode. We've got Andrew over on YouTube, repping LA from Waco, Texas. Look, Clay, I have my comments back. I have my comments back, so that's why I'm kind of excited. I mean, Huge day for you, man. Big day for me. A little technical difficulty, but the comments are back. You guys are represent Dodgers Nation. We've got conservative Zach representing from Rosamond, California. We got Coach Charlie over on YouTube says, what is the latest on Lux? Not too much report yeah. on Gavin Lux. You won't see him until the beginning of next season. I think he's off crutches right now. He, is he, was, at the, he was at the stadium when you were there, right? Yeah, he's off crutches, moving around a little easier these days. And really, it's just about, like he said, when he sustained the injury, just crushing that rehab. And yeah, he had the... He also had an LCL and an MCL, so he had multiple knee injuries down there. So it's going to be quite some time. But I think the most important thing is he's engaged a little bit. He is there with the team, so I think that's going to help the process move along. I mean, like you saw from Walker Bueller just being able to throw. He throws 88 miles per hour on flat yeah. ground. If I'm Gavin Stone, I'm looking at someone like a Walker Bueller and saying that's how you attack a rehab. Also, Lux, Lux. Oh, what I say? So you said Stone. I get oh, it. Oh, sorry. Gavin sorry, Stone Gavin Stone on the mind. Yeah. No, if, yeah. I'm Ga- if I'm Gavin Lux, I'm looking at Walker Buehler on how he crushes rehab. Always getting some tips too from Daniel Hudson. So he's on the mend, and we'll see him next season. We got James reacts over on YouTube. He says, "Why are they calling up Stone so early? I thought it would be at least summer until we see him." So lots of buzz about Stoner down the comment section, yeah. Clint. I had that sh- that same kind of uh, thought process or. I don't know about reaction, but I had that same thought last week um, when when you're the one, by the way, credit to this guy. I think you're the reason they're calling him up because you were like, hey, I want to see this guy called up sooner rather than later. And they're finding a way to plug him into the lineup right now or into the rotation, probably for a day. But um, you would have assumed maybe three, five more starts at Triple A. But uh, they identified an area of need right now. And we'll get more in on that in a little bit. But first, we got to uh, we got to make sure we're rested up for this game. So I'm gonna grab my Manta Sleep mask here. Why don't you tell the people where they can get themselves one? It's 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 on it's on the thing. Hey, why don't you put it on? Okay. And then I'll I'll do Wait, it because Doug is prepared. Manta Sleep they right. make the world's best sleep mask and sleep accessories. Doug clearly needed a nap. So now he is going to be locked in and rested just like the Dodger bats are going to be locked in and rested and and, um, ready to do some damage against Philly's pitching. Everything they do at Mantle Sleep is to enable better lives through better sleep, and they're going to work relentlessly until you're all not sleepy anymore. They're going to work also relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have energy to live your best life. Check out where mantasleep.com. It's going to be in the comments. It's going to be a link in the description of this video. Mantasleep.com today. You can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Uh, and we have a promo code, 20% off. I think it is, right? 20% off? It, there's a percentage off with our promo code, DN2023. You guys saw it on the screen if you're watching. Get your Manta mask today. And welcome back to the show, Doug. Oh wow, that was a nice. Little you really are into that guy. There, I really do. I mean, phrasing, I guess. I'm really not a big napper. I've taken like one nap in the last ten years. But if there's something that could get me to sleep during the day, it'd be that. He does, he does not sleep at all. All right, we're going. We're going to camera two, guys. This is the latest in Dodgers Nation. Uh, the weekend Dodgers, like I said, are back. We're feeling good about it. The Dodgers are good on weekends, and I get it. Maybe they had their man to sleep, and they rest up a little bit on on Thursdays or whatever, but you got your first sweep of the season. Uh, You got a nice three-game winning streak, 
and uh, you're you're feeling good about this team. They're winners of seven of their last ten games, and we're finally getting a look at probably uh, what this team is supposed to look like. You're seeing consistency. You know, you're getting guys back. Will Smith in the lineup. The only guy you're really kind of missing right now is JD Martinez. Thoughts on the weekend? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just 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 dump to these fine people. Uh, some thoughts on these Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, no, a couple different things really come to mind when you really look at this weekend. One, you get key guys back. You get Max Muntz, you get Will Smith back. Both those guys had an impact on this series, but also just the style of play. The last yeah. two games of the series, they flipped the script on the stolen bases. You saw the Dodgers using those stolen bases. They actually outstole the Cardinals six to nothing in yeah. the series. Wasn't that nice? It was so nice. And not only are you stealing bases and you're giving yourself an advantage, how about Noah Syndergaard, who has struggled his entire career. He's given up 113 stolen bases and 122 chances since 2018. No stolen bases against Noah Syndergaard yesterday. So one, they were stealing bases. They were taking advantage of it. They scored six runs yesterday and none via the home run ball. So the Dodgers second in all the major league baseball in long balls, but none yesterday. And you saw quality at bats. You saw David Peralta put the ball in play to manufacture a run. You saw Chris Taylor late in yesterday today's game yep. he gets on base and not only does he steal second but also he's causing stress on the pitcher having him disengage and throw over a couple times and I think the Dodgers they're looking at the analytics and they're realizing that hey the old style of play our old approach yes it helped us win a lot of games but now with the rules that encourage stolen bases and a little more activity on the base pass we're going to start doing that ourselves and as well as like I said I talked to someone at the stadium <laughs> with the Dodgers that talked about the Dodgers not their inability to hold runners and some of the things he said about that so if they start to steal more bases and they prevent them they're going to be a much better place and the person he's talking about knows a lot about dodger baseball and dodger history and you know knows the tommy lasorda era of baseball where there was some more wheels there was a different brand of baseball but the brand of baseball we've seen over the last couple of years and especially now this month just to open the season yeah it's very reliant on the home run ball um it just feels like uh, you know there was a lot of changes to the game this offseason and maybe maybe the Dodgers were doing their homework elsewhere and now they had this first first month to try to you know cram on all their 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 um, lessons before this rest of the season quiz I don't know I'm trying to keep this thing I like it <laughs> trying like to it. keep it all related here but um yeah you're I, I love I mean to be fair the Cardinals were not the stealing was not part of their game. They're an older team. They're a little bit slower team in some spots, especially when you look at the corner infielders with, you know, potential Hall of Famers, but also slow dudes, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, go team USA. Um but uh they they weren't pro prolific base dealers and the Dodgers saw some opportunities to take advantage on the bases and it was nice and do we think that is uh, something that's going to be part of the game more going forward? I mean, hopefully, maybe. I don't think uh, – I think we, we need to see another couple of weeks of this before we really answer that question because all of it happening against one team, maybe maybe the Cardinals are the same like the Dodgers where they're just able to give up a bunch of stolen bases or they allow a bunch of stolen bases because of slow pitching or whatever. But um, I don't know. 
Yeah, I would say to that, I think the Pirates series... I don't, I don't know. I think the Pirates series was a big wake-up call. I think it was a shot in the arm for this That's Dodgers team when you consider the fact that they had stolen more bases in that series than the Dodgers had all year, and they said, wait a second, this is a team that is built to slug, but they're still able to generate runs off us. How are they doing that? I think they paid close attention to it, and they wanted to correct things. Now, to your point, I do think it's going to take more of a sample <laughs> size. We'll see if they do this against better teams, but I think one thing that sticks out yesterday is they go one for 15 with runners in scoring position, yet they're still able to score six runs. So to diversify this lineup and make it a little more dynamic, I think that's going to help this team in October. Because look, the reality is when you're in October and you're facing elite pitching, you can't outslug opponents each and every night. So now they can... We've seen that. We've seen that. I mean, it reared, his ugly, it reared his ugly head last year against the San Diego Padres. So I like a concerted effort to take advantage of the new rules. And look, Freddie Freeman, I mean, he had played over 1,700 games in his career. He's <laughs> steals two bases in one game for the first time in his career with the new rules everyone's looking like ricky henderson out there on the base pass so why not take advantage get to those extra bases get take advantage of those big large pizza boxes <laughs> as they say so i definitely like it and yeah i think as a whole i want to see it continue especially when you have athletes like a james albin like chris taylor yeah. the key is for him to be a productive player and get on the base pass so yeah i think it's a step in the right direction i think this team first three game sweep of the season i mean they beat the they beat the Rockies for two games, but I mean, is a two-game sweep even really a sweep? I mean, that's debatable, but it barely counts. It barely anything. counts. I agree, but I think you do consider <laughs> that the Cardinals have had a rough start to this season. But yeah, lots to like, and also, I mean, look at Saturday's game. I felt like I was watching the 1963 Dodgers with Sandy Koufax on the mound and Maury Wills getting on base, getting him over, and getting in. And then we see Austin Barnes; he gets the hit to give the Dodgers just one run. So oh, they needed. did it with elite starting pitching on Saturday. Sunday, the bullpen really came through. The bullpen, yeah. scoreless all throughout the series, yeah, seven and a third. Out. Shout out to a good bullpen figuring it out. Let's bring uh, let's bring the comments back in here on the, the three shot. I do want to point out one one of the things that uh, that Freddie said over the weekend. I think it was after Sunday's game. It's uh, you know the last ten days. It's much be better baseball that we've been playing, and it shows in what we're all watching with our eye holes. Uh, this team doing. It's not just about the Bomba. It, you know, um, ugly series where they got ran over uh, by the the Pirates. Aside, it's still good good baseball. And like I said, they they're winners of uh, seven of ten games, and uh, they're doing a little bit of everything. And and it all it all kind of coincides with getting important pieces back. Of course, Will comes back on Friday. You win three games in a row. You feel good there. Um, like I said, JD's out, but but Jason Hayward is hitting. Uh, it's just it's, everything is kind of working well where you can't help but feel really good heading into May. Yeah, I think they need a series like this where you get contributions from a Jason Hayward who has been hitting the ball hard all year, just hasn't really seen the results as much. Even David Peralta looks like one for he went one for 19 last week, but was still able to get some productive outs. But I think the biggest development for me in the last week or so last eight days is the progression of the bullpen guys are yes. starting to pitch to their capabilities yesterday <laughs> Yancy Almonte he has a scoreless inning Alex Vesia had those big punch outs you're even seeing Evan Phillips who at the very beginning of the year he really wasn't looking very Evan Phillips ish you weren't seeing the Dr. Filth out there the <laughs> fireman Phillips but no he's starting to look like a guy that gets the strikeouts also has the cutter playing up but to me the biggest standout too has to be your guy Mr. Bruce Dark Ratterall nine straight Brewster. appearances 
hasn't allowed a run. You're seeing the strikeout rate at over 25%. He continues to induce soft contact. So I think the bullpen, the way they're trending, if these guys can produce... You get a Hudson back. You get a raise in the middle of the summer. You add a Chris Martin-type arm. I think this bullpen has a chance to be just okay. And I think guys are adjusting pretty well at this point. I don't even think you need to add anybody at this point. You already have the guys in the organization, and you you want a, a potential Chris Martin-type guy. I'll do you one better. It can do you a Bobby Miller at some point who just made his 2023 debut at, uh, in AAA. Um, Walker Bueller throwing 88 miles an hour. Uh, what are we at? eight six seven months after i don't know i'm just taking a guess on the number here but not terribly long after tommy john's surgery could be might be likely won't be a september option but he really wants it um you don't need to make a trade if this bullpen stays the way it is if anything you're gonna have some very tough questions in, in exactly about a month from now when hudson potentially is available hey we don't know what what's going on with jimmy nelson the expectations yeah. are below the floor right now but if you're able to get some sort of thing uh something out of them could be a, uh could really be an asset again and <laughs> i guess we gotta send some praise to andrew friedman as we usually end up having to do either way because it's exactly what he said like hey we we feel good about this bullpen core we think some guys just aren't in the right spot we just need to pull some levers as andrew said it to to get guys in the right position to succeed and they are succeeding right now and uh i, I would say over the last 10 days probably one of the better bullpens in baseball yeah, I mean, if you look at all the numbers across the board, they're definitely in the top five or ten. In most categories, you do want to see the strikeout numbers tick up. I mean, Shelby Miller striking guys out. Alex Vesia starting yeah. to strike guys out. Another but guy I wanted to say, I got I to gotta give a direct props to, to Andrew about signing Shelby Miller because, once again, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, the Syndergaard signing was a flop and all of this, but nobody wants to say, oh, shit, Shelby Miller's working out well very well for this bullpen so far he really is a 1-5 era that 23.4 strikeout rate is only going to go up the fip is a little bit of an imbalance with the era but hey if you watch my video in the offseason his ability to throw strikes and get hitters to freeze at strikes in the zone is very uncanny so i like shelby miller i think he's a big physical dude mound presence i think he continues to trend in the right direction and you knew when they were going to give him that minor league that that major league contract that they were going to invest in him and give him a big opportunity to yeah. have a role but i still think hey guys are it's going to be more of a premium to get those punch out artists to have guys that can miss bats and look at the chicago white Sox. you look at liam hendricks who has a full clean bill of health out there and you package him with some of those other guys he's basically going to be under contract for next year if you do trade from at 15 million so if they want to go crazy if let's say daniel hudson comes back older guy 36 37 years old if he doesn't look like the pitcher that he was last season before he had the acl injury maybe you look to get that power closer yeah. and we know with dave roberts if you get a power close you can trust it makes things easier to manage that bullpen because yes we love closer by committee but if you have that one solidified guy it definitely yeah. helps dave is not comfortable with closer by committee but you have hudson you also have alex reyes and you have some time to see if these guys can either come back, one, come back, and two, if they can be effective and dominant. If not, you'll still have about a month to play with or a few weeks to play with before the deadline to be like, all right, let's go. Let's go to the uh, the one-stop shop known as the Chicago White Sox or somebody like that. And I want to give a, br a brief shout-out to, to, uh, to Bruce Dar proving me wrong because I was saying I, I did not see him 
uh, developing the slider as crispy as it's been of late just because of his delivery in his arm slot. His short arm delivery was not conducive to a very consistent, clean, sexy slider like we've seen. But right now, that thing is just it's dipping and he's he's striking it, as Dave would say. So um, I really like the fact that Dave's been kind of throwing him in that ninth inning a, a, a few times here and there as well. So. Good job, uh, good job to see, or it's not good job. It's fun to see Bruzdar coming in. But let's get some comments going here. We've been we've been lacking on him again. Um, so I, I had one saved from earlier. Jeremy Hughes says, "Go Dodgers!" I like the way the Dodgers are going. I believe in the long run they will be the team to beat. We'll see how they are after sixty games. Um, then you should have an, a good idea of how they are. And I really like that that point. I think sixty game is is a is a good marker of what your ball club is going to look like. Yeah, I think that's a fair amount. I think you look at the schedule in May, lots of tough opponents. You look at this team getting fully healthy, getting guys back from the paternity leave, really having a roster closer to what they expected it to look like. Yes, I think that is a good amount. But look, this team last year, they didn't get off to a great start. They were 13-7, and seven, which is definitely solid. But then they took off in the month of May. So that has really been the jumping-off point in seasons in the past. So yeah, I think this month, having guys healthy, seeing what they can do, I think it's going to go a big way into assessing what this team really has and that's always been what the beginning of the season was about when you considering that they were ushering in all that young talent uh, i got a comment here i'm gonna and i decided i'm gonna call this our hornitos shot taker of the day for this segment at least hey guys drink your hornitos and drink responsibly if you're doing it but uh brash cat on uh, youtube to shout out the old man kershaw proving me wrong clayton kershaw is has as many wins as the Oakland Athletics <laughs> with five. He leads. Uh, he's tied for the lead in in all of baseball with five wins, and he's right there near or in the lead in. Uh, well, not in the lead, but he's he's right near the lead, the top of the leaderboards in every important pitcher category. I mean, it feels like this guy can just keep pitching until he decides he doesn't want to pitch anymore, which we hope it's is not until he's you know in his forties. Yeah, no, I think what really struck me when I watched his start on Saturday was he has the counting stats like a Don Sutton, but he has the rate in the peak stats like a Sandy Koufax. So it really is the best of both worlds. As you mentioned, really top of the league in a lot of different categories or in the top five to 10. If you look at that ERA, if you look at the innings pitch, that's what really stands out to me. 38 innings pitch right towards the top of the National League. And really after games, a lot of times if you try to give praise to Clayton Kershaw. He doesn't love he doesn't it, it, but when you mention an innings and him leading the the league in, in innings, he really embraced that because it means it's a team thing. He's going out there, giving them six quality starts. Uh, six he's, he's the most old school guy that I think is left in baseball outside of somebody like Max Scherzer, uh, old man, Justin Verlander. Kershaw is that guy. He's got that. He's got that old school dog in him. He's, he's He's that old hobbled bull terrier walking around the, just, just thumping around the, the front yard still, but he's ready to throw down when somebody uh, doesn't belong in the yard. No, yeah. <laughs> horrible. I mean, it was, it was, I think really good, but also just the worst thing I've ever said. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. No, I've been doing this shit for like six years. All right, guys. I think the thing about Kirsch <laughs> that just, I mean, if you look at this rotation, I mean, you give Julio Arias that opening day start, 
But we're in year 16. He is still the best pitcher on this team. He's still the ace of the Dodgers. He's gone at least six innings in every start this year. And his his command has been absolutely brilliant. He's throwing strikes 71.3% of the time. That's first in all of Major League Baseball. It's a three-and-a-half walk rate. If you look at his game scores above 80 against the Mets and the Cardinals, he has two of the 20 80-plus game scores this season. So he is pitching at an elite level once again i feel like he's almost underrated at this stage of his career he absolutely is and i think look one thing that really stood out to me in his post-game press conference was when he said that we in years past and we haven't been able to give the innings and the starts i think that it's his personal mission to find a way to get 28 starts to go over 150 innings pitched and if he does that and if he's even close to being tops in the league in the national league i'm hoping he makes a run at his fourth cy young and becomes the fifth pitcher in major league baseball history to have three or more cy youngs i definitely think that is something that could drive him just continuing to have sustained success and you see guys like verlander who have been able to start the season max scherzer sticky stuff merchant no but he's struggled Degrom, he's in and out of the lineup yeah he is still one of the best pitchers at this age having accomplished everything and it's just such a sight to see every time you go every kershaw day you know i'm a big believer in christianity you know that i worship this man every time it's a kershaw day you have to absolutely embrace it this is a pitcher that when he's long gone we're gonna miss kershaw days he's going out there and he's still i mean without him this rotation would be in shambles right now because he's really been the only top 25 pitcher in the league on this team Everything, a million uh, spot-on points. I love that guy. Really, kids, you need to soak up as much Clayton Kershaw as you can get from from now until the time he retires because you're never, you will never see another player like this dude. I just, I, I firmly stand on that. I do not think you're going to see a guy uh, of this caliber for this long in his career and all that kind of stuff. But Brash Cat, thank you for the hot shot, being a shot taker of the show so far. Brought to you by our friends at Hornitos, because that's some good conversation. Anytime we can talk about Clayton Kershaw is a good time. No question about it, man. He's just just the ultimate professional. And he is going to compete each and every start and really compete like it's the World Series. I mean, that day, his intensity is palpable. I've been around a lot of guys in that clubhouse, but he is the most intense guy. And you would think someone that's accomplished as much as him maybe would have it tail off a little bit or anything like that. But no, every single start really is meaningful for him. And like I said, we can, we have Kershaw on a one-year, very team-friendly contract. Very team-friendly contract. That's another thing that's like you always – not always but like you've pointed out a few times on your twitter something that does not get talked about enough when you get um de grom who's been on the il twice and now they don't know how how long he's going to be out in texas and he's doing it for almost double the amount of money kershaw's getting this year um and kershaw's just like bro i got money i just want to play baseball and, and try to win and i think at this point too i i really just i can't envision him a year or two ago, yeah, like Texas is really on the table. I think now he appreciates that much more what being a Dodger for life uh, would mean for his, you know, the back of his baseball card, which I don't even know if it's a thing anymore, for, for his baseball reference page. Having it be 19 years in Dodger blue or whatever it's going to end up at, um, I think that's something extremely special for him. 
thinking about that. Think about that. That is yeah. crazy. That is a long freak. Like baseball cards are definitely back into like it's it's going back into the market. Is it like vinyl? Mm. They're definitely like very, very. I the mean, rookie ones, maybe uh, like like baseball the, cards are back. I would ones. say they no, they're back had for a sure. resurgence. Yeah. But one thing that was funny on Saturday is he goes out there on the mound. He's doing his routine, and they had a backup guy playing the music on Saturday. I don't know who it was, and they're starting to play his music. His fun, the dun dun yeah, dun, yeah. dun dun, and it stops, and his routine's kind of thrown off, and he kind of looks up there. And they're like, the guy's like scrammed, like, play his music, why his music? And he's like, like dun, 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 and he still's not going. And then finally they get it and they're playing and then he's really back at it. But it just shows like what a creature of habit he is with his routine. Yeah. Don't mess up Clayton. I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad start with Kirsch. But flirting with perfection, four and a third innings of perfect baseball. And yeah, one thing I hope to see this season is 2,848 strikeouts. He's 152 more for 3,000. If you give him 6.8 strikeouts per starts, if he made 22 more starts, he could get close to 150 if Ks he on the year. Hell, if, he, if he does hit that, what you said, like 28 yeah. strikeout or 28 start, he's going to get there. Doug, the human calculator. Hey, you know if he hasn't made 28 starts since 2019, 22 the last two years. If he gets 150 more strikeouts, gets over that 3,000 strikeout plateau, wouldn't that be a magical season for Kirsch? And I agree Incredible. with you. I definitely think it's to the point where I don't think he does play with another organization because I think he thrives off the atmosphere at Dodger Stadium. He loves wearing that Dodger blue. He's such an iconic pitcher. I just can't imagine him ever leaving. So I hope he gives him a couple couple good years, man. And, and just I, rides I, off in the sunset with the World Series. And before we, we end uh, Kershaw talk, because this is uh, now Kershaw, blue, blue Kershaw, Kershaw heaven. Uh, maybe not blue Kershaw. It's a, it's a, those words don't go together like that. But uh, thank you, Clayton, for everything you've done for this organization, for the fan base so far. Cody, you got something Dude, for me. Dude, this, like, this is like dark like secret news right here. BC said he was a lineman for Rams QB Matt Stafford. What? Bro, are they like no best way. friends best or something? Friends with Matthew Stafford? That is crazy. Of the Ramelies? No way, dude. That dude, is, that is. BC, how'd you huge. find that out, bro? Is that the hey, send me that link, bro. That's the, that, he must have gotten that in the black market or something. Wow. I don't a, believe it. I don't believe it. Shocker. I know I got oh, you with that one, Clint. Man, that's so good. It's the greatest. I remember when I asked Justin Turner which player would be the best football player. And he said, well, Clayton Kershaw is a pretty good lineman. So, hey, I think the guys the guys know. But, but, uh, but, but you got to think about James Outman, though. Oh, James. You know, you know his entire high tackles. school. 93 tackles. <laughs> We're going to be dropping Man, that highlights. you really here. need to just take this home because bro needs to sleep a little more than just staying up on football reference and basketball reference. Doug, when we dropping the, the James Outman football highlights. All right, let's move on, F boys. <laughs> Uh, Carnivorous Lunar Activity asks DKM in the chat, uh, wondering if Trey Turner hits with a Manta sleep mask on. Could be. Could be. I think he could. If, I mean, if he's smart about it. He definitely should. Did you know he slides? Did you know he hits for power? <laughs> Do you, how much money did he that get him? I mean, did we mention power? Did he didn't mention he hits for power? Did you know that? They, they literally gave John Hamm money. For that stupid yeah, ass. No, John Hamm should go. Did you know that Freddie Freeman has more stolen bases than Trey Turner this year? Oh, what do you know about that? Isn't it tight? Oh, you're cool. That was more. I don't really? know. Okay. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. Hello? But anyways, uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Christian Reyes says Bazooka Gratterall just got some ammo. We're way behind in the comments, so let's go forward a bit. Um, what do you got? Oh, we got an AMC Seven saying thank you, CK. So we got some love from. From Kershaw or for Kershaw, Tom Allen says, "Yo, it's because of Sandy Koufax." Hey, you, you got to give a lot of, 
Well, uh, Kovax for sure. But you know, another guy you you need to um, uh, credit a lot for for Kershaw becoming Kershaw is is uh, old friend Ned Coletti, because he's the guy who sent him back down to the minor leagues and said, "You need a, a third pitch, buddy boy." It's <laughs> exactly how the conversation went, and that third pitch became a Hall of Fame slider. Which is yeah. honestly really a cutter, but don't tell Kershaw that. And you got to also give a lot of credit to Mike Borzello, the Dodgers bullpen catcher coach, and he of course catcher was catcher, uh, of course <laughs> he of course put him onto that pitch, and that really changed everything. Because yeah. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's fastball, that's curveball, throws that slider, and that really is the recipe of his success. And that's one thing that if you get a chance to see Clay and Kershaw pitch, go to a Dodger game, make a pilgrimage to Dodger Stadium for my Christians out there. If you go there and see a pitch, I mean, the way he tunnels that. That slider off that fastball, it's uncanny. I mean, Freddie Freeman's talked about it. It looks like a fastball. It just falls off the table. And when you have that pristine command, you're going to be able to have longevity in this league. It's not about chasing velocity. It's about chasing command, in my opinion. Kershaw, he embodies that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. He, he very much enjoys it. I'm done with Kershaw. I, I, yeah, move on. This, right. is, this is 14 hours. Ended oh, hour so seventy five of Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, it's the most fun we, thing I do. We, you can you. Oh, I can't wait for Doug's. Uh, you know, thirty on thirty or thirty thirty whatever about uh, Kershaw. <laughs> Dn thirty for thirty. The rise, the rising goat, goatness of of Clayton Kershaw. Uh, DKM also importantly, he says, uh, smash that like button for the non sleepy D Mac. Yo yo well yo. Well rested. Thanks, Thanks man. DKM. Appreciate you. Fire dude. Four zero two one or forty twenty one says any news on Ryan Pepio? Nothing yet. Nothing right now. Uh, last uh, Dave told us anything was that um, he, he hadn't picked up a baseball yet. That was about two weeks ago. Uh, this oblique got him real good, so I think they're really looking at him. And, and the fact that they, you know, transferred him to the, the sixty-day IL, they're looking at him June. I think we probably see something in the next week or two where you know, he's starting to move around, push some chairs around, and, and throw, toss a baseball around at Dodger Stadium. Probably when they get back from this this road trip, or maybe even on the road trip. But I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to see anything still for another week or so. Um, Unless you've heard otherwise on on the Pepio front, I don't got it like yeah. that, my man. Come on, but insider. I, I think it almost kind of feels like he's been the forgotten one in the mix because he's the guy who won that spot coming out of spring training. Unfortunately, they had the oblique injury. He does say that they caught it early enough that hopefully that will help him get back on the mound sooner than later. But you know, those oblique injuries can be very very tricky. And yeah, the sooner he gets back, the sooner he can prove what he has as a starting pitcher. So I don't know about oblique injuries. I don't believe in them. I don't have I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> what you got for my me, future's Chief? oblique we got a super chat Let's go! shout out to michael Carrillo of five dollars he said dmac remember my super chat about Oliveras? i think that's how you say his last name yesterday can fill trace's roster spot because he can actually hit lefties yeah i mean ops over 800 definitely having a good start <laughs> to the season but i still think <laughs> it's still pretty early to make a deal like that. I do think Trace Thompson, I mean, there's really nothing that points to, yeah, he's going to turn things around, that he's going to remain on this roster for that much longer. And I love what Trace has been able to do. I think last year was a great story, but unfortunately, he's just not putting together quality big league at-bats. Anytime no. you're striking out over 50% of the time. And Dave, when I asked him about his 
lack his, his inability to hit against lefties. He said that lefties are trying to crowd him at the plate. And they're oh, trying to take it. advantage. And you're seeing yeah. it. So really, you're seeing the attack zone against him, and he's really just not able to make an adjustment at this point. But what are you seeing from Trace? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing a dude who's very lost. Uh, Dave was asked again about Trace because, as you usually do, you inspire the conversation. So Doug over here got the uh, regular media folks talking and asking Dave the same exact questions one day later. And they, uh, they asked about Trace because – the, the the team, they went throwback. They went throwback Thursday on them uh, on a Sunday of all days, but they, they went with the um, playing pepper. They had Trace Thompson just doing back to the ball, hit it back to the coach. You know, we all played pepper as a kid or uh, drunk in our teens or whatever it is, um, if you're into that. <laughs> and they're tr th what that says is they're trying to do anything to get this guy – feeling confident as dave said you know it's a little competition for him as well so it gives him something to be positive about to have fun get bat to ball going um he was also asked you know do you think of anybody going through their struggles that weighs the most on trace thompson mentally right now and dave's like probably yeah and that's that's where it's at right now thompson is so far gone in his own head which uh, i totally understand it's an extremely tough situation for him he knows his history that um nothing is given the only reason he's still on this roster is because of the feel-good story of last year and hey, yeah last year he was good but last year he wasn't good at the job they needed him to be good at this year which is hitting left-handed pitching he remains very bad at it hitting what 083 on the year or something like that against lefties uh, I, I'm sorry I called it before the season, but if we see Trace still on the roster when J.D. Martinez comes back, that would be incredibly shocking. Yeah, and I want to ask you because, I mean, you look at, I mean, 25 strikeouts and 45 at-bats. He's hitting 156 even with that three-homer game. You've seen Jason Hayward who comes into camp and he totally changes his swing. And you've seen he's had a lot more success getting his bat to the ball. When years past, he had a very long swing. And you see Trace at the plate when it's high velocity, especially up in the zone, he just does not have a chance to get to that. He's really out in front on spin a lot as well. Why don't you think he's kind of made an adjustment to kind of shorten his swing and try to increase his chances? You just think that's just kind of who he is at the plate. That's that's his swing. I think he yeah. has one swing. It's a it's when it's on, it's a, a great swing, but when that pitch does come in, like we're seeing, like Dave's talking about, like we're seeing teams do, it's it's a it's a wide swing. It's a golf swing, if we're being honest. It's just on a different plane. Yeah. And you know, in golf, you don't really you don't really pull in and, and get that inside. He's not he does not have that out to end flare it to right field swing in his bag right now, or club in his bag to borrow from more Davisms. Yeah, no, I think you're not seeing him get inside on baseballs, nothing like that. Yeah. And, yeah, I just think his – his The balls his, are beating him. Yeah, I mean, just straight up. It just so – look, facts. there's nothing more difficult. Uh, basically, maybe getting into the ring with Mike Tyson. I mean, in sports, really, there's nothing harder than hitting big league pitching. And He's ruthless. His defense is pregnable. I eat your tilled one. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm a, I'm a fight. I'm a boxer. No, but yeah, no, I, I agree Welcome with you. Welcome back to Tyson talk. <laughs> Welcome to, to Tyson Nation. But where's Hezbollah? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see what they do with Trace moving forward. I think he does look a little dejected out there, and I think it is weighing on him yeah. because, look, it's just got to be so frustrating because you know he puts in the work. You know he gets there early. You know he's a grinder as far as the at-bats and trying to turn things around. But unfortunately, like you said, at some point when you're north of 30, your swing is your swing. Yeah. There's not a lot of adjustments that you can make when you've had these habits your entire career, essentially. I, I, I wouldn't even say uh, frustrating is, is the right word for for trace anymore it's just disheartening like he at this point you have to put yourself in in this guy's shoes this is probably my last chance at the big leagues and a lot uh, already having that pressure on your shoulders combined with you know teams being mean to you and pitching you the way to get you out it's it's tough it, it sucks you would love i would love to have been wrong about it but uh, i'm not it's he, he shouldn't he doesn't belong on the roster right now he hasn't earned the roster spot this year um yeah, no one wants to take a victory lap when you predict that yeah. a player has performed poorly. I'm the same way with Noah Syndergaard and some of my preseason predictions on him. It's not like yeah. we want them to do bad. I want the Dodgers to win. I want every hitter to have 100 home runs and every pitcher to throw perfect games and no hitters, but that's just not the reality. And I think you got to shoot the fans straight, and that's why they come to this channel. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a like, all that kind of stuff. All right. We've been talking a long time. Let's rapidly get through a couple more things here. Um, roster stuff. Miguel Rojas is back from the injured list. Hamstring all good. He went two for six down at uh, single A and um, had a home run, a couple, couple ribbies, a couple runs scored. So he seems good enough. So they reward him with a spot on El Bencho. Austin wins. Thanks for stopping by. DFA'd, as you'd assume, they felt good after Will Smith's game last night where they, I, I guess, technically DFA'd him yesterday or it was out that it was going to happen, so officially done today. So Michael Bush also survives a little longer. Um, there was just an update I saw a minute ago. Somebody put it in the stream, so thank you whoever who mentioned that. But J.D. Martinez, it looks like, is not going to be back for the San Diego series on Friday. He could be activated as soon as Friday, but that's not looking like the case. So... When you're in your mid thirties and you feel your back barking, don't stay in the game. Yeah, that's that's kind of said soon as he could be back is in no. Why are you sad about it? <laughs> he's broke. <laughs> he, he sounded really sad about oh, it. No, no, just you know, just reporting. It's a happy news. show, man. All We're right. talking about soon Trace as he could be back no. is in Milwaukee. Let's go, man, 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 man. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you real quick before before I plug another thing. Um, MLB.com, MLB Power Rankings dropped today. Dodgers win seven of ten games, three straight against Cardinals, and they drop from eighth place to 11th place. Any thoughts on the whole power rankings process, and, and does this mean anything to you? It, I mean, I read them. It doesn't mean that read they... read everything. Come well, on it doesn't now. mean that they... But How I, many sub stacks you subscribe to? Let's be real. <laughs> Man, I'd be, I'd be feeding a lot of people out there, but no, for sure. I mean, like, it doesn't mean that much, but I think really when you see these power rankings, Clint, it's usually like the next week that you see whatever actually happened when yeah. they're changing things, when they're actually making adjustments, taking effect. So the narrative last week was everyone's stealing on the Dodgers. The Dodgers haven't swept the team. They're losing. Their bullpen's bad. Yeah. Next week, you'll see it take effect, and they'll start to climb up the rankings. But, I mean, look, I mean, the Pirates, 20-9, and nine, that to me is going to be an aberration. They'll come back down to earth. Even the Braves, 19-10, and 10, they're solid. But there's no real teams out there. I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays, who we beat in the 2020 World Series, 
<laughs> fun fact. Um, they're definitely, they've gone off to a great start, and they've just outslugged their opponents. Their pitching's been really solid. But there's no team out there, that, and especially the National League, that's a juggernaut that I don't think the Dodgers, if everyone plays their capabilities, and maybe they make one or two moves, they compete with them in a, a season. So I'm not too upset about that. I do want to see them climb up and really join the league elites because we've just, we almost have just gone spoiled. It seems like every time we've clicked on that for last literally like one. 50 it's years, it's, it's one, first. three, it's four, it's five. But hey, look, let's give a little chip on our chip on our shoulder chip on our shoulder and down <laughs> i gotta drink a water that's the name of, the, the name of this episode chip on our shoulder no <laughs> take a sip of that <laughs> hornitos baby take, a spit take out of doug on some fine hornitos now uh but does it bother you what does it bother you that they're no okay uh, i mean the, these people start writing those things on like thursday probably man it's a it's a pretty heavy column and they don't try very hard um I'm more interested in I, I like I like looking at you know I think it goes MLB comes out on Monday the Athletic on like Wednesday and then ESPN.com after that so then just go to DodgersNation.com we'll tell you about all of them afterwards on Friday but yeah um, and if they beat the Brewers on the road have a good series then that means they beat the number four team hopefully they climb for that yeah. but yeah the, these things are are I would say I don't know if it's such a crock but like shouldn't by virtue of their record and and then kind of being a surprise in their own way shouldn't the diamondbacks be above the dodgers on the power rankings because they've been in the lead in the nl west the entire season so power rankings are they're they're, they're fun for a monday it's, it's a, an easy column to drop it's almost like ncaa rankings i mean UCLA ranked number two. They lose in the Sweet 16. I mean, all these rankings, they forget about them the minute the NCAA tournament actually starts, right? But, yeah, they're fun to read. I mean, yeah, I think when you look at – I like the Orioles, too. Orioles made a pretty nice jump. I mean, I like that young team, that Orioles uh -oh. squad. I think, we, I think we're just talking about all baseball, too. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Doug an opportunity to talk about all MLB. One of these days, man, we should – me and you should just start our own MLB channel. Let's go. All MLB. We'll call it Jim Boy. Let's <laughs> and we'll just play baseball and tear our shoulders off. But um, talking regular baseball. Ter Terry Hesticles, great name <laughs> on YouTube. Terry Hesticles says, uh, uh, "Power rankings don't need squat in the long run. We need another. Oh, we don't need another NLDS tragedy. It's fair. I, I, and, and I think we were saying before the season, we liked the idea of th not everybody just being, you know." coddling the Dodgers. I mean, oh, this is the Dodgers. They can't they the, no one could take down the powerhouse mighty Dodgers. Well, you know, they, they they did. They did some moves or didn't do some moves that created a roster that wasn't good for one month. And that's fun. That's fine. I like the idea of a little come from behind um season in a way. But uh Terry adds, it's barely May, lots of baseball still to play. The boys and blues, uh boys and blue will come back around Positive power, positive drinking there. Brian Ramos with a 199 super chat. Let's go. I don't know what he, I don't know what, what this means though. It says uh, yeah, video gonna... game controller gives a thumbs up and says GG. Yeah, in uh, a good game. Well, no, I, I, yeah, game, I, don't, I don't understand I don't, the relation. In the context of like when it happened, I appreciate don't remember. it. But yeah, shut Brian, up. Uh, if you want to explain it, we'll we'll read it as as well. You don't need to pay for it. Uh, Throw but down money, we'll read it. I'm down. Yeah, you guys know we read everything uh, that people pay for. It's just it it literally spotlights it for us to not miss. So um, that lifestyle. That's what I'm saying here. Let's take a break. Speaking about uh, money and things, we really like these super chats. Not really. We don't use them on my bookie, but you guys can or something. I don't know. But hey, MLB is 
in full swing for sure. The MLB season is back, and MyBookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. With a wide range of betting options, including money lines, run lines, totals, and futures, MyBookie gives you plenty of ways, plenty of ways, to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of the brand new MyBookie money bag, which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely, that really hurts my shoulder, <laughs> boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie and use promo code DodgersNation. Yes, there is an S in there. Some people like to forget it. I'm just saying. You can secure a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Guys, it's simple. Deposit $200, you're going to play with $300 instantly. Use that promo code. Again, it's Dodgers Nation. Look at how beat up this paper is <laughs> to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season or to the current season, we should say, look no further than my bookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere <laughs> with my bookie. What a read. All right, let's talk about the things everybody really wants to talk about. And I know this guy, this guy right there, really wants to talk about the biggest story of the week is Gavin Stone, whose stuff is nastier, <laughs> change-up is nastier than a porta potty bathroom at, at, uh, at Coachella. Yep. The Gavin Stone era is here, asterisk. We don't know how long. But uh, you called for it. I already said it earlier in the show. You called for it, and the Dodgers provided. Why now? That's the question. Is it just a break in the rotation, or do the Dodgers have that Padre series in mind, which this would line up Dustin May to start game one. Then you got Kershaw on Saturday. Then you have a little bit of optionality to go Cindergard on Sunday night baseball or pivot to Tony Gonsolin on regular rest. But what do you think? Why now? Yeah, I've been trying to dig in pretty much the annals of my brain thinking maybe this is something beyond just resetting the rotation. I mean, really, when you talk about 19 games in 20 days, when you consider that Dustin May is coming off his last start where he threw a career high in 104 pitches, Wednesday would be Dustin May's turn in the rotation. And when you come up and you bring Gavin Stone for that start, well, you can use Dustin May against the Padres, and he's going to get some additional rest. So I think that really is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. But also, too, you're not going to call up Gavin Stone unless he's balling down at AAA and he's been doing just that he's coming off his best star of the season had eight punch outs and five innings of work he allowed just one run on three hits with two walks and if you look at his numbers on the year they don't blow you away a 4.74 ERA in 24 and two-thirds innings the strikeout rate at 25.7 percent the walk rate over 11 percent but last two starts he's almost striking out 40 percent of the batters that he faced during spring training when we saw him he struck out 16 of the 27 batters he's nasty. faced he's, he's nasty filth. and I think what I'm looking at when it comes to Gavin Stone is I look back at last year how did Ryan Pepio look when he came up and he made his first start he really struggled with that command yep. and at times Stone struggles with his command too but their change-ups are very different he's got that change-up that has that tumbling effect he tunnels it so well off his fastball. Mm -hmm. So if he's not generating the swing and miss with his change-up he's still getting strikes and yeah first couple games I mean he was getting squeezed on the corners, got some bad calls against him. But, yeah, I think he's ready to come up and make his big league debut. As to why the Dodgers are doing it, I think it's 
pretty much as simple as that 19 games in 20 days. And look, I mean, was I, I mean, a couple of theories that I was cooking up, maybe are they trying to showcase him for no. GMs? Because, okay, the PCL is notorious for being such a hitters league. You can yeah. see him in the Meyer league level come up. And then if he balls out, you trade him for Shohei Otani on a one for one. No, but no, he's not that good, but, <laughs> or maybe are they give, be giving Noah Syndergaard some additional time off to work on his mechanics? Maybe that's a possibility. Are they considering DFAing Noah Syndergaard? I don't think they are because it's still too early for that. They definitely want to get innings out of him, and you want to wait closer to the deadline if you're going to move off from him. But, yeah, I think it's just a nice, soft landing at home on a Wednesday in a day game against the Phillies, who will be having Bryce Harper back, who... You know, it comes back five days after having Tommy John surgery, which is very <laughs> impressive. But, yeah, I think the time is now, and I think there's really nothing else for him to prove down in OKC. And I think sometimes you trust the player if he has it mentally. And his poise, his swagger, his moxie, his mound presence, it really points to someone that can go up here and handle this role. And I think he's ready for it. Stoner season is here. Yeah, uh can't wait to uh I'm let's see as I saw one comment earlier I should say I'm very high on stoner <laughs> I love that that's what we're gonna go with but I love that you know I, last week last Friday I wasn't for it just because of I, I would like to see him come up and get maybe a three start run this everything points to one it's gonna be one and done which is fine you know, it does blow an option uh, or whatever, but this he's going to be up at some point this year, and he's probably going to be up for an extended run. Again, same like, – I'm going to throw back to, to Kershaw and Ned Coletti. Kershaw had to come up – Kershaw had to come up, make, make you know, some starts for the league to, or for the team to learn, hey, this is what you need against major league hitters. Um, it's an opportunity to kind of get that – get his stuff as good as possible to face – you know, teams in the thick of a playoff hunt uh, or pennant run or whatever you want to call it sometime in August or, or September, ideally with the Dodgers, mind you. Um, as it's happened, I'm kind of okay with it. Some people in the comments, I'm more okay with it, I should say. Some people in the comments, uh, they really, uh, they're really looking at this uh, for Stone to take Syndergaard's spot. Back-to-back -back comments here, Jose uh, Ayala Ayala, no relation. <laughs> says uh, Stone to take Syndergaard's spot. Brady Horton says Stone will replace uh, Syndergaard. <laughs> Mike M, stick a spear in Thor. He's done. Um, <laughs> B. Guzman, Syndergaard will eat Stone. So I guess we got a pro Thor guy in here. Um, Dave Roberts said that uh, Dustin May is penciled in for Wednesday to start on Wednesday, but he said that the decision wasn't finalized yet. Well, well that's it. fun. Well... I guess we should have thrown in the caveat of reportedly Gavin Stone will be starting on Wednesday. I still think uh, he will. He said it w the May start wasn't finalized yet, so, you know. I mean, even Dodgers.com had something, so, yeah. yeah. Everybody had – it looks like it's a pretty firm rumor. Uh, I don't know why Dave and the, the organization is trying to, like – I don't know if it's hide it, but – why they're treating it the way they they have which is um you know he was hiding his kind of sly smile as dave does when he was talking about it yesterday when he was saying if he was going to come up it would be for this reason um it's a pencil he can erase put that's stuff. why it's in pencil so that's just dave for you that's dave for some reason making it a mystery but everybody knows and like yeah if it's on dodgers.com it's gonna be out there you know you trust juan toribio 
friend of the show. Just saying. Yeah, no, he's definitely, I think he's in line. I mean, I don't think they would have that information leak the way they did without being pretty, pretty comfortable with the Confirmed idea by of it. a few people too, yeah. a few other outlets. Yeah. DKM says DFA Thor and signed Charlie Sheen. What do you think about Wild Thing in the back end of the bullpen? Wow, I love it, man. Wow, dang. Yeah, you know what someone said? Yeah, hey kids. Someone <laughs> said on the post game show yesterday, I forgot his name, so I can't give him credit, but I'll look back and find it. <laughs> it was me. His name, he's, I forgot what he said. He said, he's more like, we were just kind of going back and forth on stuff, and he goes, yeah, he's more like Noah Cinderblock because he's holding this rotation down. He's weighing this rotation down. That's what he said. So, yeah, I think the fan base has sort of turned on Syndergaard a little bit. I think yesterday you saw some adjustments with yeah. the curveball, but still he hasn't looked like the guy who was going to return to form. But, yeah, I think Gavin Stone, he is to me, no question about it, the best pitcher to come out of this farm system since Walker Bueller. And I think, too, we talked to Ryan Pepio, and he also said that he benefited from using some of those options. And you use – the big leagues as the opportunity and you go right back to the tape you go right back into the lab down at the minor league level and you try to refine some things and work on things and look the reality is if th this team doesn't go out there and make some big trades if guys do go down and get injured that they're going to need someone like gavin stone not just to come up and be a back end of your rotation guy they're going to need gavin stone to come up there and be a guy that has an impact and to me you have to think big picture and Gavin Stone, with that changeup, he has the potential to be a guy that could, as a rookie, come up and have a big impact. I mean, scouts will tell you. it's not He's not like he's in the conversation for who has the best changeup. It's, no, flat out the consensus. He has the yes. best changeup in minor league baseball, and I think it's going to translate to the pros because of that tumbling effect, because of the tunneling, and just because he has the efficiency with it, whereas Ryan Pepio, it's a little tougher to tame, a little more east to west. So, yeah, yeah I think I think Stone's just going to absolutely ball out. DMAC here with the spicy mustard take comparing – Gavin Stone to Walker Bueller. Well, it's not like like <laughs> not, player, not, yeah. it's not apples to oranges, but it's, it does feel know. like he's that next dude, he's that next nice guy. Yeah, and look, hey, Bobby Miller, one hundred one point three on the gun, so things are trending in the right direction for some of these starters. Yeah, I don't think anybody's as high on on Bobby Miller anymore. He's him, Doug. Gavin Stone, he's him. I would say he still has to prove something to me, but I definitely think yeah. he has three the quarters him. He has the potential. I just think the way that you need that changeup in modern major league baseball and still the fastball, 95, 96. I mean, he can still paint the corners and hit his fastball. The key for him is just really just throwing it for strikes and avoiding the heart of the plate. But you're going to be yeah. very impressed with this guy. He yeah, is, that's what I was going to ask. I wanted to ask, like, what are your expectations? And you're already kind of in it and you already started it in a way. But give us that, that nice packageable that we can post on social media. Start, expectations for Gavin Stone I would say my expectations for him this year I think he makes anywhere from eight to ten starts I think he has an ERA of sub three maybe something like two eight three something like that I definitely think he's going to have an impact and once he gets that taste and you see that first start and he has some success he's going to be addicted to that big league success we know this fan base is very excited to have him basically be a guy that can be that next great Dodgers pitcher down the farm. And I think, too, he fills an absolute need. So I think this season, eight to ten starts. I think in his first start, I think he'll go, let's give him five innings. Let's go four and two-thirds, four and two-thirds of two-run ball. But I think you get eight strikeouts. Ooh, I saw another eight-strikeout eight, eight out prediction in the chat. I like it, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see this. Uh, the baby Dodgers is that we're going to call them because well one all the all the kids and all the strollers in the in the clubhouse but two you got what there's going to be four rookies now on the roster um, another one at some point when 
Mike or when uh, Ryan Pepio does make his way back, you got you got the baby Dodgers are here. The youth movement is alive and extremely well. Um, just in time for summer, just in time for fun. And if you guys are ready for fun in summer, we're giving away stuff. Tried to segue, but um, guys, uh, we have a giveaway going. Haven't done it in a little while, but I decided, damn it, this is the week to do it. We are announcing a giveaway. We're giving away a $50 gift credit to gearup.la. Here it is. You can pick out a couple of the shirts. These ones are cool. If you guys really want, there's a Blue Heaven one, finally. We will hopefully someday get hats in there. You're not on there, buddy. But go to dodgersnation.com slash giveaways to learn more information or get more information and actually enter to win uh, the $50 gift credit. But this is uh, this is spurred by, uh, you know, it's, it's a new month. We got Mother's Day coming up, Father's Day, not too long after that. So um, we're, we want to get gear up going again. We really want to make it a thing, and we want to uh, highlight a new, I guess we'll call it a new feature. I'm over here, by the way. Uh, a new feature. Uh, it's the artist collection uh, that, where's that link? I have a link somewhere, but anyways. There's a fella, Josh Furman, who we're working with. You guys could find him on, on Instagram. He gets some incredible shots of Dodger Stadium with his drone. So we're collaborating with him um, and trying to, uh, along the way, spotlight more local artists to give them some sort of opportunity to get you know more visibility and hopefully make some money off of their work. A lot of times you see some great stuff, particularly with drones, particularly with uh, photographers or artists, local artists who just have their stuff ripped off and post by people on Instagram or whatever. Well, ideally, with GearUp.LA, they could find a way to actually make some money in their own pocket with it. So, if you also, if you're a local artist or no one that might want to work uh, with GearUp.LA, have them reach out to Dodgers Nation. But uh, check it out; it's the local artist collection. You guys should see it uh, somewhere on the GearUp.LA website or or. Check the link in the description. Cool. And the comments. And the comments. It's going to be up in the comments. But this is really cool. I don't know if you, you saw the uh, the some of the shots. We, we should have got it going. There's a puzzle, too, by the way, uh, which is pretty cool of, of uh, what you can get. There's handbags. There's, there's like, uh, iPhone cases or whatever. So a bunch of really cool stuff with that. But let's get, uh, get back into baseball. Dodger talk here. I don't know, Mr. Muscles. <laughs> Okay, no. We've had a month. It. We've had a month of baseball just past the one-month mark. That feels like it's time for some report cards. I'm mostly going to lean on you because I trust you. You're the man who brings his facts to the fight. Uh, you, you, you bring the numbers. You bring the stats. We know Noel brings the noise. You bring the numbers. Uh, yes, sir. Shout, to, out, uh, shout out Nose by Noel. Yes, sir. Subscribe to us all the way. Uh, also on, on uh, Lakers248.com. Takes you to a website. Uh, lineup. What is your your report card for this Dodgers lineup? One month, little janky month, we'll call it, just because of the injuries and you played without Will Smith for almost three weeks. What's that report card? I think based on the standard that we have for this lineup, when you look at the talent from top to bottom, I'm going to give them a solid B, but it's also wow. close to an incomplete because you have had guys miss out of the lineup. We've also gotten big contributions from James Outman and Max Muncie. Those were two guys that heading into the season, they were big question marks. You didn't know if James Outman was even going to be an average big league hitter. Well, guess what? He's the rookie of the year as of right now. Max Muncie, you didn't know if he was going to have a bounce back season. Guess what? He's an MVP candidate. So you check out both of those boxes and then 
Freddie Freeman and, and Mookie Betts, they haven't caught fire as of yet. You know that is going to be coming. J.D. Martinez led the league with extra base hits, so he's a guy that has been able to produce in his role. I just want to see the bottom of the lineup. Guys like Miguel Vargas have been very bullish on. You know, like you said, I'm the conductor of the Miguel Vargas hype train. want to see him hit with a little more consistency, and I think we are seeing that. He is being more aggressive at the plate. You see him on first pitches really put his bat on the ball. Yeah. If you look at their numbers as a whole, a 106 weighted runs created plus. That's good for eighth. Second all of Major League Baseball with 47 bombs. They are ninth in slugging at 433 so you want to see some more extra base hits some more doubles mixed in there but they are 27th in batting average at 224 20 they're 24th in strikeout rate their 130 walks are first in the league but a 171 batting average versus lefties and a 622 ops so the big bugaboo for this team is that they have been unable to have success against lefties so if they correct that yeah. then i think you're going to see more of a complete lineup but i'm going with the b yeah, I'm surprised you're going that high. It's a it's a C for me, maybe even a, a C minus. It's a see me after class. Um, needs improvement mark on the old school report card. I don't know what they look like these days anymore. But uh, this is a lineup that uh, it really hasn't gotten the most out of its stars. You mentioned Freddie. You kind of you you wanted you wanted more out of me last Friday about Mookie. But you look at what how important Mookie is supposed to be uh, for this team. And we're just kind of giving him a pass. He's not, and, and he knows he's not doing well. He's not doing bad, but he's not, you know, he's not being the table setter that this team needs. So Mookie's kind of sort of a, not a problem, but he's not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not doing an A or B grade worth of work. Same with Freddie. Freddie, I think, you know, he had his worth, definitely had his worst month as a Dodger. It was still pretty decent. Will Smith, incomplete. You missed you missed three weeks of school, buddy. What's going on here? Um, Peralta, you know, True David it. Peralta's kind of in that same Trace Thompson boat. Uh, I, I give high marks to Jason Hayward for for sticking to it and kind of coming out of it. He's hitting 296 or something like that since April 18th and is hitting the hell out of the ball. James Outman has battled through two different versions of mini slumps to come out of it. Um, I mean, th then there's the rest of people like Barnes, who's, you know, not good <laughs> hitting the baseball. We all know that, but he's awesome. Barnes and we love him. Uh, Miguel Vargas, another one incomplete work or really that's a C minus because we haven't seen the bat that they said would come up. Um, shortstop has been in flux. Chris Taylor <laughs> has not been very good. So I don't know. That's just a, it's it's a C to C minus for me, but there's a lot of room for improvement. We just need guys to show up to class, which we are going to see as people get healthy. Um, lots of truants, lots of guys playing hooky. I will say, Mookie definitely looks like he's hitting the ball harder, more consistently. You saw him hit there. the ball on the screws, saw a home run out of him. I think Mookie's going to have a big May. He had a big May last year after a slow start. Freddie Freeman who definitely seems like he's the guy who his parents had the bumper sticker on the back of the car <laughs> saying, my son was student of the month at so-and-so. I think Freddie's one of those guys. He actually had a better week last year. I mean, you basically fixed him when he had that multi-home run game, but he hasn't been each and every night the consistent hitter that we're accustomed to seeing. He goes 8 for 24, hit over 300 last week. But I think when you look at this lineup, I'm very encouraged by what I saw this weekend against the Cardinals. If they can combine their slug with the occasional small ball and kind of just meld that and swirl that like a little McDonald's 
Froyo Swirly, right? If they Again can mix the that, I have the McDonald's on my mind. Thanks a lot, Noel. If they could combine it's that, McFlurry. they have so many McFlurry. They have so many talented hitters on this team that it's just about getting more production consistently from the bottom of that lineup and finding a way to be more consistent against lefties. But I mean, there's still such uh, there's still a lot of talent. I think too, if I had to pick between Mookie and Freddie having a hot start versus Muncie and Hayward and M Muncie and Outman and even Hayward too, proving that they can look the part. I would take the latter. So Fair. I think that I'd rather see those guys who it was important for them to have hot starts, have hot starts. Those guys have, and I think they're heading in the right direction. I think David Peralta too, I've kind of turned things around on him. I mean, if you look at his numbers, I mean, they're pretty disgusting. I mean, one for 18 <laughs> last week, but he gives them that element where he can go out there and he's not afraid to give up an at bat just to put the ball in play. And Fair. we're seeing that that is a skill that you need guys to have also he's played fantastic defense too so yeah i mean i think i give it a b because look i just look at the top of that lineup how much talent is there and they're still a top 10 team offensively but for them to really get into i'm like pretty much a c plus but they did a lot of extra credit like mookie betts gets extra credit <laughs> for playing shortstop right, right and right, stepping right, in right. but it's, it's a so b you're, just, you're just a really really i'm nice a really easy teacher. i'm like a right. p i'm like a p.e teacher uh, okay yeah. so you're like, them, you're like, them, chemi you're like chemistry that definitely you know? can definitely can see doug as a p.e yeah. teacher yeah <laughs> I'll take chemistry. Like I feel like an English teacher would be yeah. really English, snooty. Yeah. I'll take chemistry. History. Yeah. Your history. Hell no. History really? history's in the past, bro. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Let's go. Showtime Dodgers fan gives uh gives the offense a C. Boomer Assassin says C, according to ESPN, which ESPN might have done one of these today as well. Uh Sarah Morris in the stream. She she's giving everything all here. She's throwing it all out, but C plus on offense, defense. B minus and pitching a D um, feels, I don't know, I guess it's fair. A D is, is reasonable to argue. Joe Mama says, <laughs> C for can improve. Justin 2000 says, hi, Clint, how are you? Eh, you know, shoulder really hurts. Uh, my neck's kind of bugging me. So you guys see me like kind of, you know, you know, do this a lot with the whole twisting. But otherwise, you know, I'm alive. It's another day in paradise, as somebody would say. You got something for me, by the way? I do. I have a super chat. Let's go. Sorry, I had to ban somebody. Had a boy. Carlos uh, Naptali. I'm sorry if I butchered Carlos your name. Uh, 4.99. He said, "How about we call them the baby bums, or is that a Brooklyn only thing?" That Ooh. works. I like that. That's strong. Baby bums. Hey, get my stamp of approval. What's, that's what's in. Make that a shirt. The baby bums have all their all of all of our young players out there. For sure. I think that'd be, I love that. I love <laughs> the baby bumps. I, I, I can dig that for sure. All right, let's get defense. Defense is quick. We, uh, there's not very much, but what's your, uh, what's your grade? What's your one month report card? I mean, I think as a whole, I'll go C minus because I'm, I'm factoring in the inability to hold runners, which is worse in the league. If you look uh, at the third base position, fair. Max Muncy has really struggled at times. Miguel Vargas at second. He's graded out as a below average defender shortstop. He just had inconsistency at that position. The outfield though, they've played the part. The outfield has been really solid. So I'll go with the C, a C minus for now, but I know that talent wise, they're still, they're still up there. I think they just need to, with the same guys. I mean, I think with Muncie, you've seen some hits down the line. He struggles with backhands and just kind of get into some balls. But yeah, that would be my assessment. Go with the C. C is probably fair, but I'll be the nice guy here. I'm going to B minus because why not? Why Cause, not? Because there's, again, there's room for improvement. I think bringing up the Muncie, I think if you do factor in 
uh, all the stolen bases against that that does play up but there's there's uh there's room for improvement but also you know uh Mookie's doing what he does all the time you uh you're seeing some really good plays from James Altman and you're seeing some incredible plays out of uh Jason Hayward provided he can see the ball and doesn't boot it on a Kershaw start in right field but um and when you have Austin Barnes behind the plate, for the greater part, you're going to be pretty good. Hey, Freddie Freeman's pretty damn good at his job. And true, I would like to see more out of your good friend, Miguel Vargas. It's fine. He's doing, he's doing great for somebody that's literally just playing the position for the first time. But he's, in my opinion, he's not hitting enough to offset the, the kind fair. of that's fair. not great glove, not elite glove, or not even... Arm's not great. Gently, gently below average uh, defender right now. Starting pitching grade, one-month report card. What you got for me, Kimo Sabi? So starting pitching, it's like, you know that... You know that guy who does all the work on the group project and Trust everyone else me. takes the credit? Trust Clayton me. Kershaw is that guy. So I'm going to give him an A. <laughs> but if you look at the starting pitching as a whole, he carries so much weight, I will give it a B-. But really, Julio Urias is the guy that I'm looking at as the guy that was supposed to have this generational year for himself that was going to put himself in a position to get a big payday and it was a passing of the torch as far as opening day and him being that opening day starter but he has really really struggled he had a 4.73 ERA in April he's struggling to finish off batters especially with two strikes a 1.93 home runs per nine that's the ninth highest in major league baseball in 32 and two-thirds innings of work and if i'm looking at that fastball too the velo is down to 92.6 opponents are teeing off on they're hitting 339 off his heater this year last year they were hitting below 200 at 195 the change up last year they were hitting 206 this year they're hitting 313 you're seeing the spin is down 160 rpm on that change up so yeah to me he's having a year similar to what we saw with walker bueller last season where the velo was down the command was down we saw how his season ended so yeah i think things will pick up for julio i think he's getting himself into game shape as far as being on the mound and really adjusting to that pitch clock but really you look at this rotation kershaw's been elite julio has underperformed Dustin May has had his starts. He shined at times, but the walks are still a problem. He had yeah. four walks against the Cardinals. He had a five-walk game. He needs to command the baseball better. Yeah, command's been a little down right now. Noah Syndergaard hasn't been great. Tony Gaunt, Michael Grove had bad starts. So really, as a whole, this rotation hasn't been the rotation that we expected. So I'm going with a B- just because of how great Kershaw has been. They have eaten innings. They have even gone deep into games, even with bad starts. And Syndergaard has been able to eat innings. But it's a B- for me. Yeah, I was going to say B, B- as well, just because that you know you haven't really had the short start it hasn't been an incredibly short start where the bullpen needs to come in and, and you know eat eight innings or seven innings or whatever so for that they they get a good amount of credit for showing the work the answers might be wrong but they're showing their work and now we're trying to figure out how to get to the right answer so okay starting rotation but not at all what we're used to uh what are we at like a I think I think they're what tenth in the league or something like that in, in ERA as a starting uh, starting staff. Not great. Uh, not again. Not what we're used to out of the Dodgers. Let's see what we got here from uh, J Man seventy six is pitching C plus. Also again, it's pretty reasonable. Raphael asks if the Dodgers going to re-sign. Well, technically, asked if he's going to resign Walker Bueller, but re-sign Walker Bueller. Um, yeah, Walker's not going anywhere. If we're talking about a long term contract, that's not happening yet. You got to see if what he can do when he comes back uh, from the injured list potentially this year. Uh, J Man seventy six also says Kershaw A plus, dude's a beast still. So agrees 
with you on that. Um, most of the love going to Kershaw in the, in the comments here. I don't know if you got anything. Uh, Mike Mike Saldana saying the shift is affecting Urias. I mean, yeah. I mean, who, I was screaming that on this show heading into the season that that was going to be an adjustment, had some low Babbitt numbers. But still, I mean, for him, it's – I mean, you saw – the pitch to Joe. I mean, he had two strikes on him, and he goes with that slurve. I mean, it's out over the middle of the plate. It was a hanging slurve. He looked like he was laboring at that point. So for him, I think I think with, with Julio, you need to see him improve that fastball command. And when he does that, then you're going to see him work the eye levels better. You're going to see him paint the zone a little more. And for him, he definitely relies on that command. And also, the first inning woes are pretty bad, too. A nine ERA in the first inning. So, yeah, Julio definitely is going through it at the moment. You saw more cutter this season. I don't know if that was a move to compensate for the diminished velocity, the diminished effectiveness of that fastball, maybe to kind of mix things up, especially against righties. But he's going to be fine. He's a solid workhorse. Yeah. And I just don't think just a couple, just a month into the season, you can write him off. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising that they, they did so many changes. Like, again, the uh, we talked about it. We had a, a whole bunch on Julio last week. So if you guys want to see that, check it out on our YouTube channel. But um, I'm surprised that they, they kind of brought back uh, so much, we'll say, wind-up or that variation of wind-up. He's really gone heavy in on that. Um, he was great when it was fastball curve combio, as uh, Jay Hare would, would like to say a thousand times. And now they're trying to get that that slider cutter in there, um, you know, don't fix if it ain't broken sort of thing. That's, that's kind of what I felt. You're coming off two great years. Why change? But also, you always want to keep getting better and improve. You also have heard Clayton Kershaw talk about adding a changeup for 14 years and it didn't happen. You know, you could try to, but you don't always need to, to bring it into the game. Anyways, relief core, give me a report card. So my relief my my report card for the relievers is I'm going to give them a let's go with a B minus as well. And if I have to grade the entire season, it's probably going to be a little of a different grade. You're probably going to see maybe a C or below, but they're like that student. They failed the midterm, but then they got it together after that had a really strong final kind of pick things up because if you look at the entire season, yeah, 4.76 ERA, that's 26th. They're 29th in opponent's batting average at 281. They've allowed 109 hits, that's good for 26th. 97 strikeouts is good for 25th, but since that 13-0, 13-0 loss to the Cubs where Jake Reed gave up a million runs and got DFA for the 50th time of his career, last eight games, 28 and third innings, a 3.49 ERA, a 3.07 fit, 12 holds. That leads all of Major League Baseball. The strikeout numbers have gone a little up a little bit, so they're trending in the right direction. We talked about Bruce Dark Gratterball, who's been fantastic of late. I think one of the big things for this team was just guys just assuming these new roles and finding a way to be effective without the shift rules being optimized for them last year. And I think Phil Bigford, too. I mean, you look at Phil Bigford, 30% strikeout rate. I mean, there has been some positive signs, but yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that's like fine. You know, you don't want him in there in the eighth in a close game. Um, the fact that, you know, you have you have really, what, three or four guys that, that are not uh, butt-pucker guys right now. You have... Um, I love that. Yeah, Ferguson, you have Shelby Miller, you have Bruce Dar, and you have Evan Phillips. Those are the guys that come in. You feel really good, bullish, if you will. Um, there's there's the one kind of middle dude, and that's that's Bickford. But then you're still like, I do not feel overly great when uh, Yancey or, or Vesia come in. But some some signs of improvement there since we 
lambasted them last week, as I think is uh, the right way of saying it. So, um, B my C plus. I'm gonna go C plus because I don't want to. I don't want to copy off your homework here. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Saldana says I'd send Vessia to continuation school because you know uh, people I mean, give all these guys a bunch of Addy or something. You know, I mean, like. I don't know. I'll throw nine the up. old school. That's, that's how greenies. we did it. <laughs> Give <laughs> them greenies. No, but <laughs> <laughs> we got Don Kim. <laughs> but what if the bad grades are because of their teacher? That's what Don Kim Ooh, said. Hey, don't blame the teacher. Perfect okay? segue. Perfect segue. Dave Roberts. Give me a Dave Roberts report card. One, month one. I'm going to give him an F for fire Dave. No, I'm just playing. I'm just messing <laughs> with you, Doc. <laughs> Look, he has... Look, I mean, he can only teach as well as his students are learning, right? I mean, it's all about the students that are in his seats. Okay? How do I reach these kids? <laughs> exactly. How do I reach these kids? <laughs> Classic movie, of course, Stand and Deliver. But, yeah. I think, <laughs> Nothing gets by you, <laughs> I'm going to give Dave Roberts. I'll give him, look, I think. That's the joke. I think one thing that Dave has done, he's given a lot of these young guys a lot of confidence. I like when he was talking to Michael Bush the other day, telling him, how to look at Nolan Arenado, how he's playing the third base position. I think that his confidence that he bestows on these young players mm -hmm. is very important this season. Of course, we got the, uh, we call them the baby bums, right? Baby bums. And then also trying to get some of these guys through slumps, guys like Chris Taylor, guys like Max Muncy, getting them through slumps while just trying to navigate and tread waters because like, I think that's really what his value is. So I think Dave Roberts, you look at this team, I got to give him a B minus as well. Nothing to write home about or anything like that, but you can still make the honor roll. He's, he's a, I don't know where you don't get an A necessarily. It's not an A plus. It's probably an A minus because there's some, some, uh, we'll say some homework that he didn't complete all the answers on or didn't complete <laughs> all, all 25 questions on. But for the most part, he's navigating uh, with what he has, uh, with what people were doing at that moment. And, you know, I'm I'm always happy to be critical on Dave, but I've seen a few games this year where you know you're seeing him adjust. You're actually seeing the adjustment out of Dave Roberts, where he didn't just keep going to Alex Vesia for, you know, every situation that he would have gone in last year. Where, you know, it's the eighth inning or whatever. You're starting to see him already back off and getting him into less uh high leverage situations to get the confidence going and and make that adjustment as where we saw Craig Kimbrell which by the way welcome back to LA Craig saw Craig Kimbrell go out there for 5 months with the closer's job and be terrible you're seeing that quicker i don't know if it's a ripcord but Dave's at least making he's making that adjustment you're not seeing Vesia or Almonte or some of the guys that that were struggling early in the season i guess they've adjusted it's really those two guys you're not seeing them pitch in in uh, you know one or two run game as frequently as you you were early in the season to try to get them going again so that and and you know trusting some of the guys in the lineup yeah it's always going to be the same for the most part one two three guys but you know f I think he's kind of had a an odd sense of when to put guys higher up in the lineup I mean Altman's hit what third or f uh, fourth a couple of times he's done really well you were talking about it. We were talking about before the show. Um, he plugs in uh, Hayward uh, in the number three hole, and he goes goes off and has a two hit game. <laughs> uh, CTK three goes and has a, a, a an important RBI or important game clutch game uh, batting in the cleanup spot. 
Um, well, I think that's what happened. Unless that was the game where he went he went golden sombrero. I don't know, but for the most part, he, he's he's working with what he has. He's doing the assignments. He's not he's not doing he's not putting in the extra credit or whatever. I guess maybe the Michael Bush thing is extra credit, but yeah, I, I I'm seeing some good things out of Dave. I'm not a always dave defender i will happily slam him you guys can watch six years of this show i will happily slam him when it is due but right now it is not due he's not doing anything wrong he's doing <laughs> doing the assignment yeah no he's doing dave things i mean really he's had a lot of harvard students a lot of a lot of summa cum laude students in the last few years now he has a lot of freshmen right and a lot of these young young players trying to come up and have an impact but you still have the veterans but i think he's sending guys to detention quicker like you said suspending students if he needs to i think that's what you want to see from dave you want to have him shake that whole loyalty thing yeah. and if guys are not performing well and you have other options and you got to shake things up then that's what you need to do but i think this is a big month for Dave Roberts and this team if you can have a really good May like you did last season then that's going to change the narrative and just the momentum of this team because I think one of the big disappointing things for the Pirates series is they take three or four against the Cubs you ride that momentum and you lose two of three the pitching is not not doing well you see the base running errors and just that kind of stuff I so mean, hell that's not even Dave as much that's that's what's being preached to the pitchers don't lose your stuff to keep guys on base like you were kind of told at the ballpark over the weekend the, the the pitching staff doesn't care about the runners they care about their usual routine in a windup there's one guy who cares yeah. and that's that's Clayton Edward Kershaw he cares about people getting an extra 90 on him yeah, like Dave is the principal, right? He's not the teacher that's in every class. Yes. Right? They have all their yes. teachers, their pitching coaches, and this pow. and that. Yeah, we should do this great thing. We've been taking it so uh, far. Don Kim says, I love these school ana analogies by <laughs> DMAC. This has been fun, honestly, <laughs> like just pulling all this out. So good job, everybody, in the in the stream for, for uh, keeping it going. Um, yeah, Don Keem also getting us going with the bad grades because of the teacher, all that. Yeah, this is uh, this was fun. We had a good time. I like to shake Roberts. That's from Mike Saldano. Okay, that's a threat. <laughs> we got Ray Barrios, Shohei's ERA is one eight five. Sign the man. Oh, come on now, uh, Dave Luna. It all started towards the end of the Canley era. So do we blame Canley? Okay, I always like when you get the the uh, arguments within the chat. That always happens. We had a good one from Boomer Assassin earlier. So good to see Crumble again on another team. Not That's another from Boomer team. Assassin. So got Dave is Dave from Joe Mama. Yeah, I mean, look, Dave Roberts can only do what he can, and he basically does his role that he has for this team as well as anyone can do it. I'm just telling you straight up. I mean, I really do believe that. So that's been grades. We'll do two-month report card when we get to two months. Uh, let's quickly get up uh, to what's next, and then we'll get the hell out of here. This is the week ahead, and it's going to be brought to you by the DN app. Hey, guys, go download the Dodger Station app. It's in your app store. It's a good way to keep up on the Dodgers calendar and everything else going on. You can also find all the YouTube stuff there and the podcasts and things like that. So Dodgers Nation app in your app store. Number one Dodgers app in the Apple App Store. Um, how did we do last week in our predictions? I nailed it, four and two. You totally messed up saying they're going to be five and one. I, but I did totally. correctly predict the sweep, though. I did get the sweep right. Yeah, it's, it's fair. Uh, what do we think? Uh, we, so we got three with Phillies, and you got um, three in San Diego after that. What are you feeling with that, that six-game set? I'm going to go probably conservative and say, well, four and two. It's a little, little optimistic. A little I think you got Strom, a lefty. They're come the Phillies, they're coming off that series against the Astros. They have a lot of confidence. You got Bryce Harper back. You got Tony Gonson on the bump tonight going against Taiwan Walker. Aaron Nola going against an ace. 
against Gavin Stone. And San Diego, I think, you don't look at their record. I think you kind of throw out the records when it's the Padres versus the Dodgers, especially heading into this series. You know that there's going to be a parade inside their city, yeah, if they do beat the Dodgers. So we'll see how they fare in that series. But I'm going four and two, Clint. Got four and two. I like four and two. I think I'm going to stick four and two. But instead, I'll do it just for fun so somebody can be wrong or somebody can be closer to right. I'll do five and one. Let's go. It's not going to be five and one. You got three and three? Is that what I saw? No, I said I went three and three last week. Oh, I said you went three. three. Okay. So uh, you're way wrong. I'll go. I was going to say, I'll go five and one, too, with Clint. We got White Pill. Six and six. Six. Oh, no. six and oh. That's what's up. That, that fool Homer. bringing the noise. What do you call him again? Uh, noise by Noel. Young y- Lotto. Y- young Nasty. Is that what we call him? <laughs> AKA Young Lotto. <laughs> All right. We already said it. You know, the, the, the big things with Philly coming in, Trey Turner. Comes back to Dodger Stadium. We already had. What do you got? What happened? Oh, I just realized Phillies, Phillies and uh, Padres. Phillies going down to yellow, yellow and brown. That's what's it. Oh, beautiful. Hey, we got to work on the harmonies, boys. But it was right there. As uh, we got to get the dance down. I like to compete. <laughs> uh, Craig Kimber returns to L.A. Bruce Hoffer is coming off the IL on Tuesday to uh, make his 2023 debut at the same ballpark he made his major league debut as a 19-year-old Bryce Harper. I'm honestly excited about that. I I feel I don't feel bad, but it sucks for the Phillies to have the season they had. And then, you know, Harper obviously had the Tommy John surgery, like you said, five days ago, and he's already back. Um, And uh, to lose Reese Hoskins just before opening day to the ACL tear. So that's tough, but uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good it's a good matchup on paper. It's fun. There's there's uh, it, it's a it's one of those teams that's supposed to be a better team. They went out and made some splashy moves. You sign Trey Turner for three hundred million dollars. They go and and take Taiwan Walker from the Mets, who's not having a great year to start his year. Same with Aaron Nola, but we know what those guys are capable of. You already said. I think it's Walker, Gonsolin, Stram, Urias, um, Nola. It's gonna be Stone. It's not gonna be. Dustin May. It's going to be Gavin Stone. So it's going to be a fun series. Uh, we'll be back here on uh, Friday doing what we do, making fart jokes and all that kind of stuff, I think. Is that what we do? But, guys, appreciate you hanging out with us, as always. Appreciate the comments and all that kind of stuff. Do you have something good? Oh, you don't. You're giving me stage direction. Appreciate the stage direction. He is like... Give me some YMCA over here. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Please do subscribe to our newsletter on there, DodgersNation.com slash subscribe. It would, it would be uh, that would be nice and helpful. Uh, I'm RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy's DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, this is Blue Heaven. We're on all the podcast spots. Please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Hit the bell. Leave a like. Do all of that stuff, and um, we'll be happy. Thank you again for the comments and questions, and we will see you on Friday. Bye.